Revelations chapter 19. We're going to break right in at the first verse this morning. And after these things, I heard a great voice of much people in heaven saying, Alleluia, salvation and glory and honor and power unto the Lord our God. For true and righteous are his judgments. Can I get an amen? amen. For he hath judged the great whore which did corrupt the earth with her fornication and hath avenged the blood of his servants at her hand. We know the Bible's talking about Babylon here. And again they said, Hallelujah. And her smoke rose up forever and forever. And the four and twenty elders and the four beasts fell down and worshiped God <laughs> that sat on the throne, Amen. saying, Amen, Hallelujah. And a voice came out of the throne saying, Praise our God, all ye servants, and ye, and ye that fear him, both small and great. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, and as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of mighty thunderings, saying, Alleluia, for the Lord, <laughs> omnipotent, that means with power and authority. The Lord with all power and authority reigneth. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him for the marriage of the Lamb is come. And his wife hath made herself ready. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white. Praise his holy name. I can't even see the words this morning. <laughs> Hallelujah this morning. Let's start from verse 8 again. And to her was granted, and she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white. For the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. <laughs> Oh, hallelujah, thank you, Lord. And he said unto me, right, blessed are they which, <laughs> which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said unto me, these are the true sayings of God. Let us pray this morning. Heavenly Father, as I come to you right now in your precious name, that's Jesus' name, that name that's above every name, that name that has all power and all authority. God, I pray for a few moments that you'll bind the powers of hell, Lord, that would work in this room and try to hinder the hearts of the people that are here, Lord, from hearing what you're about to tell them in your word. Lord, I ask you this morning that you'd open our ears of hearing, our hearts of understanding, and God, that you'll speak to us plainly through your word 
and tell us, Lord, from heaven today what you want us to know individually. God, I'm just a man and I stand here, Lord, as a weak, broken vessel. I'm glad your Holy Spirit can speak through us this morning in a way it never has before. I pray for that one that's near as hell right now. God, that they'll hear this message and you'll draw them to you, Lord. We thank you for what you're about to do, for we ask this in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, amen. amen and amen. You can be seated this morning if you can. We can see in this chapter the revelation of John and the great celebration between the bride of Christ and the groom. Jesus Christ, our Lord, being our Lord and Savior. I'm telling you this morning, there's a great supper. That <laughs> I don't know if I can get through it or not. <laughs> there's a great supper that has been prepared for you and I. Bless his holy name. And that's why I want to preach this morning with the help of the Lord. It's almost time. <laughs> it's almost time, amen, to enter into the marriage supper of the Lamb. I praise his holy name this morning. But I want to talk about three blessings that is coming for you and I that know the Lord. And the last week, God has saved souls in this church over the last eight weeks. He's used our young people like Sister Asia and many others to help lead people to the Lord. Over 40 people in this community have trusted the Lord as their personal Savior. And I'm glad to report this morning that them 40 souls are not going to hell. That ought to make you excited this morning. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. I'm glad that God is still winning the victory. I'm glad he's got the first say. He's got the middle say, and he'll have the last say one day after a while, not over just this world, but over your life and over my life. And I hope that you're ready. We can see here in the scriptures in verse six, and he said, and I heard as it were a voice of a great multitude and as the voice of many waters and as the voice of mighty thundering saying, Alleluia, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. I know this world has gone crazy. This, uh, this government's in a mess. Most churches are in a mess. Most Christian people are in a mess. But I'm telling you that the God Almighty that sits on the throne is still in charge this morning and he's got control of it all. And I'll tell you something else I remember. I remember being a young boy and being at home and mom would be in there cooking supper and getting things ready. I'd be excited and maybe I hadn't eaten all day and mom was fixing our favorite stuff that we love to eat and, and uh, she'd be in there cooking it and I'd want to sneak in there and, and, and sneak me a piece of it and eat a little bit. And I'd say, is it almost time? Is it, is it almost supper time? Is it, is it ready to eat yet? And she'd say, not yet. I'm still preparing. 
just wait just a few more minutes. You know, the Lord told me the same thing. I said, Lord, is it almost time? I said, can we come now, Lord? Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Every time I watch the news and see all these bad reports and I hear of young suicides and all these things happening around us, I say, Lord, is it almost time? Are you ready to call? And he told us in the last days we'd see perilous times coming. We see these things coming to pass and trouble on every hand. But I'm telling you, friend, don't get discouraged. Don't let down. Don't give up. Don't pack up and go to the house. But pack up and get ready. We're fixing to move out of here. Amen. It's almost time. It's almost time to move out. When are we going to move out? You take your Bibles and turn over to chapter four and verse one. It'd be good for you just to go ahead and turn on over there. Let me show you a description here of when the church is going to leave out of here, when we're fixing to move out. John the Revelator wrote it in a vision and the angel told him, said, write this down. Why did he want him to write it down? So you could read it this morning and know there's a door just about ready to be opened up and we're getting ready to move out. It's almost time. Time. The Bible says in, in Revelations chapter four and verse one, and after this I looked and behold a door was open in heaven and the first voice which I heard was as it were a trumpet talking to me which said come up hither and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. That's the rapture of the church right there. That's when we're gonna be called out of here. That's when we're gonna be snatched up. That's when we're leaving out of here and never have to worry about this old world again. Where are we headed to? Uh, there's some things that's gonna happen when we leave out of this life. But we can see over in John 5, 25, he said, verily, verily, I say unto you that the hour is coming and now is when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God and they that hear shall live. Those that have died out in the Lord one day after a while, he's gonna speak and they're gonna hear and they're gonna be raised up, amen. We that's are alive and remain, he's gonna speak, we're gonna hear and we're gonna move out of here, amen. I'm telling you, we're gonna hear the call one day. That's the first blessing that we're gonna get is we're gonna hear the call. I'm glad when we get saved and we come to know the Lord as our personal Savior, he gives us those spiritual ears of hearing and, and those minds of understanding. I don't know if you can remember back when you were lost and you try to re read the word of God and it seemed like Greek to you. It just didn't make no sense to you. You try to read it and you're like, I don't understand any of that. You know why? Because you're in darkness. You can't see the light. But I'm glad when I came to an old-fashioned altar, I got them spiritual ears. I got that spiritual mind. And all of a sudden, the scales fell off of my eyes and I could see plainly then. I could hear what thus saith the word of God. And I say, God, speak to me. And I could hear what he was saying. That's what happens when you get born again. And when you get born again someday, you're gonna hear the call. <laughs> That's the first benefit of being born again, amen? It's almost time. We see that when I talked about the dead in Christ rising first, you see that in 1 Thessalonians, the fourth chapter. You can look in there at the 16th verse and he talked about how the Lord himself would descend from heaven. He ain't sending nobody else in heaven. He's coming himself. 
He's coming after his bride, amen, that he's paid for. I'm glad he went to the cross of Calvary. There was a debt there that needed to be paid. Nobody could pay the debt except Jesus Christ. And he went and paid for it with his own blood so we can have this right to hear the call. <laughs> amen. If Jesus hadn't went to the cross, there'd be no need for you and I to be here this morning. We'd be lost and doomed for a devil's hell this morning. But because he did that work, the first blessing we're going to get is hearing the call from heaven one day after a while. In John eleven twenty five, 25, Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection, I am the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. <laughs> I died on an old-fashioned altar 42 years ago. I went down as a dead man and I came alive on an old-fashioned altar when I said, yes, Lord, I want you in my life. I become alive right then, never to die again. Now, this old flesh one day after a while will go back to the ground where it come from, but I'm glad he that's living within is going back to the one that made it, amen. I'm going back to this place that's called heaven when I hear the call. <laughs> Boy, I've been listening this week. I don't know about you all. I've been praying about my burden I told you about. Lord, save the lost before it's too late. But I'm listening, Lord. I want you to save my loved ones that are lost. But I'm listening, Lord. For me and my house, we're serving you, Lord. I'm ready. I'm listening, Lord. I hope you're ready this morning. Well, surely you wouldn't want to go without me. No, I don't want to, but I will. When he calls, I'll leave out of here and you'll be left behind. Amen. But you don't have to be today. The mercy door is open right now to those that believe. The second blessing that we're going to get. Now listen, it's almost time. The second blessing we're going to get, we're going to get to wash our hands. What do you mean by that? I'm going to get to wash my hands of this old world. <laughs> hey, I'm leaving out of here. I don't have to put up with this mess no more. I'll never watch another bad report, another bad news report, another flash come across my phone. I'm glad where I'm going, there ain't going to be no cell phones. Amen. There ain't going to be nothing there to hinder me. There ain't going to be no money in heaven. Praise God. That ought to make you want to run around the building. The money has brought more people down, cost more lives than anything that I can think of. Why? Because the love of the money is sin in your life. That was straight from heaven. When we fall in love with money instead of falling in love with God, it's a separator. I'm glad I'm going to a country where I won't need no money. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Filet me, y'all will be free forever. <laughs> Baked potatoes, Amen. <laughs> Biggest basketballs, eat butter like you ain't never seen. I'm telling you what, we've been trying to back up a little bit and not eat bread and butter until we went, went and eat the other night and I had me two big rolls and butter and all that stuff. I said, mmm, heaven's going to be good. <laughs> it's going to be good one day. We won't have to worry about cholesterol and calories and getting big and all this kind of stuff. I remember you young bucks that are in here. I, I weighed 160 pounds one time. I was cut and had muscles and all that stuff. Now I look like a pear. But I'm a happy pear. I'm going to tell you that right now. 
Why am I so happy? I'm headed somewhere. That's why I'm happy. Amen. Exercise profited a little, the Bible says. But I'm glad the joy of the Lord <laughs> will last forever. So in this second benefit, we get to wash our hands of this old world. In verse 7, he said, Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife hath made herself ready. You know who the wife is? That's us. That's the born-again believers. We are the bride. And we're the ones that have made ourselves ready. And today you can make yourself ready. You become a bride of Christ. Amen. I'm proud. I'm honored to be married to Christ. Amen. To be in Christ and to be ready. Boy, I'm proud of that. Revelation 7, 14, he said, listen. And he said unto him, sir, thou knowest. And he said unto me, These are they which come out of great tribulations and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. I'm talking about those that's done wash their hands. They're there with the Lord. They've come out of great tribulation. And one day after a while, we're going to be there with them shouting the victory. Amen. Amen. They'll be done with this old world. We'll be done with this old world and we won't have this trouble no more. You may have been brought down this week. Maybe your life has got a lot bringing you down. He's like, how in the world am I ever going to get through this? I'm telling you, it's almost time. We're about ready to move out of this mess, amen? Are you sure, preacher, that we're about to leave here? Well, if you're not sure, look out the window. Look out that window. Look out at your neighbor. Turn the news on. Drive down the road. Look around. We're getting ready to move out of here. If you read this Bible, it's been fulfilled. There's only thing that has not been fulfilled in this Bible is Revelations chapter 4, verse 1, when he calls the church out of this land. I'm telling you, that's the only thing that we lack doing right now is being raptured out of here. Well, rapture ain't in the Bible. You're exactly right. The word rapture ain't in the Bible, but it's a snatching away. It's a calling up. It's a taking out. It's what the Bible is talking about. We're moving out of here one day after a while. I don't care what the naysayers say. Well, this one says this and that one says that. You know what you're supposed to do? To study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth. Don't take my word for it. You better go home and read the book. Today when you go home, this week when you're home, you need to get the Bible out, read chapter 19 and say, God, speak to my spiritual ears and help me understand what you're saying here in this chapter. And he goes on to tell us that this day will come. In Psalms 24, listen to verse 3 and 4. We shall ascend into the hills of the Lord. And who shall stand in the holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. Who's going to be blessed? Those that have walked with God, those that are blessed of God by living a life that honors him, those are the blessed of God. Those are the ones he are pleased with. Somebody asks, well, 
I'm in sin. God is displeased with me. I can't feel God. It ain't like it used to be. It's all bad in my life. Well, then examine yourself and start getting that mess out of your life. How do you get that out of your life? You come to an altar. I'm not talking about this altar right here. I'm talking you can make an altar anywhere. Get along with God and say, Lord, I've sinned. I'm sorry. Would you forgive me? And guess what he'll do? He'll bring your past up. No, he won't. He'll bring your sin up. No, he won't. He loves you so much that if you'll come to him and say, Lord, I'm sorry. He'll bring you in, love you up, dust you off and send you on your way and tell you, sin no more. Remember the woman, he told her, sin no more, go on now. Your life was spared today, go on. And she went on for the Lord. You can do the same thing today. So not only are we going to hear the call and then we're going to wash our hands of this old place. That ought to make you want to shout right there. It's over with, you're done with it. The best part of all is we're going to take our place at the table. <laughs> What's going to happen, preacher, when, when the Lord calls? Well, the Bible says that we're going to be called up and we're going straight to the judgment seat of Christ. Is that a place where we're going to go and, and he's going to judge us whether we're saved or whether we're lost? No. We're going there to give an answer for all that we've done. And our works will be there. And they'll be tried by fire, the fire of the Lord. Works that were good and works that were bad, they'll be tried. And every man will be judged on that day. It ain't a judgment of salvation. We're already there. We're saved. We're with the Lord. And we'll answer for our deeds. Then when that's done, there'll be the bride and her wedding garment. I started to bring my wife's today and set it up here. And there'll be that wedding garment. And we'll be dressed in white. You see, when we take the change, we'll shed this old coat and we'll have robes of white and we'll be standing before God. And can you just imagine when we walk into that celestial city and there stands God. And he'll say, welcome. Come and take your place at the table. Yeah. A table that is set as far as the eye can see. Yeah. And you'll be right there. And if you'll notice, there's reservations for each one of you. Those that have an ear, let them hear what thus saith the word of God. And he says, come, come unto me, all ye that are laboring, heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Why? Because he has a reservation for you. A table set as far as the eye can see. Mommy's welcome, daddy's welcome, brothers and sisters are welcome, aunts and uncles and cousins, and any friend, anybody you know is welcome at this table. But there's some things that has to happen before this time comes. It ain't your good morals that'll get you here. It ain't being good to your neighbor that'll get you here. It ain't paying your tithes and giving to the church and working at the church 
that'll get you here. There's only one thing that'll get you here. And that's that trip here. Trusting him to cover your sins with his blood. There's an invitation being sent out for you and I. But when we reject Christ, we reject this. We reject what's ahead. We reject that we don't want peace in our life. We reject that we don't want love in our life. We reject anything that would help us in this life. We reject it. He said, come unto me, all ye. That's all you that are labored and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. The old farmers, a hundred years ago, they would yoke up the oxen. They'd put a weight around their neck and they would put ties on them and that yoke, they could take that yoke and turn them oxen the way they needed to drive them. Jesus said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. And you'll find out I'm meek and lowly in heart. And he'll lead you and guide you through all this mess that you're going through. And he will help you, my friend, I'm telling you. So do you want to take your place at the table? There's also another table you can take a place at. But it's a table of destruction. Oh, the devil got one just like this. He'll paint it up real pretty just like this. And you'll think, hey, I ain't too bad. I'd like to go there and eat. The devil will welcome right on in till you sit down and start to eat and you'll find out all the food is spoilt, the milk is rent, and you're trapped because that's where the devil wants you. I'm telling you, he's got a table prepared. There's coming a day that we're headed someplace. Can I say to you that have been born again in the last eight weeks, this is your future. This is where you're headed. And guess what? The devil can't do nothing about it. <laughs> That's the best part. Now, while we're here, he can rob you of your joy, your shout, your victory, your song, if you'll let him. He can do that. And you can walk defeated if you'll let him. But the Bible goes on to say that greater is he that's within you than he that's in the world. I can do all things through Christ whom strengtheneth me. You young people need to reach out to people. When, you, when life has got you overwhelmed, you need to reach out to somebody and say, I need some help. I need some guidance. Would you help me? The world is falling in on me. You need to look to people that's older than you, that's got experience, and they can help you with these things. Suicide rate right now is at the highest it's ever been in history amongst young people. And we as older people don't need to sit around with our heads in the sand while it's happening all around us. I appreciate these young people and what they're doing for God. If you all not notice across the country right now, they already know about this message. They know it's almost time. The young people are raising up. 
revival spirit is sweeping the land right now and we would be foolish to sit back and act like it ain't happening. I praise God that the Lord has allowed a little spark to spark here at Vickers. We're starting to feel this a revival fire burn right here in this building amongst all of us and we need to keep this thing going. We need to keep fanning the flame. We need to tell them, listen, it's almost time to move out. We need to keep fanning the flame. We need to let the young people testify. They need to sing. They need to take part in these services. I'm telling you this morning, you all got a place here. You can work in this. I'll step right out of the way and let these young people take right over and do what they need to do for God. And if that bothers you this morning, then you might need to pray about it. And if you can't get over it and you don't like it, this might not be for you. Well, that's awful harsh this morning. We're headed somewhere. And I'm going to do all I can to cultivate, to encourage, and let them shout it out. Amen. They're not the future of tomorrow. They're not the church of tomorrow. They're the church of today. And we need to stand up and know that we're going someplace. We're going to hear that call. We get to wash our hands of this old mess. But I'm looking forward to the day that I can take my place at the table of God. And when you sit down one day, now think about this just for a second. You come over here and sit down. Brother Earl, bring your chair and come over here a minute. Can you imagine someday when you're sitting at this table and the Lord himself starts to serve you and say, Earl, I've been so excited about you coming and being here. This reservation's for you. I want you to enjoy. Thank you all that you've done for me and helping the young people. I remember every one of them. And the Lord will bless him and reward him for his efforts. What a time this will be for him. I know it gets hard and I know it gets wearisome. Sometimes you feel like I don't know if I'm reaching them or not. Someday when you're sitting here, the Lord say it was worth it all, wasn't it? <laughs> it was worth it all. When watch him walk the aisle, Brother Jamie, and get saved. It's worth staying up all night. And coming in and playing your piano when you're so tired, you can't hold your head up. Worked all night long, but he's here playing for God this morning. The Lord's keeping a record of that. Each one of you that make a sacrifice, he'll not forget it. Here's where he'll remind you. Well done. Now, enter into the joys of the Lord. Eat and have a wonderful time. The Lord himself will be there. For you and you and you, all of us, he'll be there to serve us. I can tell you right now, I sure won't feel worthy to sit at this table. But I'll know that the blood has made us worthy. So can I ask you today, do you want your reservation? Do you want your place at this table? There's one here for you. It's got your name on it. But he ain't going to force it on you. He says, come unto me, all you that labor 
Are you labored this morning? The table is set. The time is prepared. We're almost out of time. I wonder today, if the Lord was to come right now, are you headed to the marriage supper of the Lamb? Are you headed to this place called hell? <laughs>